Here we go. All right, we're going to try this again. Recorded the whole thing yesterday. Had a half-hour show yesterday. Really good. Layla got past her butterflies in her stomach, got past her internet stage fright, I guess, is a thing now. Uh, and for some reason, it didn't upload yesterday. I think it's because somebody bought another copy of Animal Crossing and was downloading it at the same time and eating up all the bandwidth in the house. So I think that might have something to do with it. I don't know who did that, Jeannie. I don't know who did that at all. But <laughs> anyway, we're back. We're going to try this again. We're going to review onward again. Uh, I am going to add in the beginning of this, just like I did the last episode, that uh, I need to do a little addendum to Dragon Ball Kakarot's review. That game, I said that I didn't know what you could do at the end of the game after the game was over. I played it. Now, uh, a little bit further after the game, after the main story is over, you can continue to travel around and do a bunch of the side quests that you missed playing through the game the first time. You can collect the Dragon Balls and wish back old opponents and fight them to level up. Uh, you actually get items for doing that, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, the post-game stuff and Dragon Ball Kakarot is pretty dope, leading up to the DLC that's coming out later. Yes, Anthony, you can borrow that game uh, shortly. I, keep, I forgot to give it to you before uh, you left earlier. So, moving on, we're here to talk about Disney Pixar's new movie, Onward, that released digitally and uh, was supposed to release theatrically at the same time, but didn't get a chance to because of global pandemic. That said, I think that this movie was really, really dope. Uh, they did such a good job with it. And to paraphrase what Jeannie called it yesterday... What'd you, what'd you say it was? Dude Frozen. That's what this is. It's Dude Frozen. This movie is definitely... Uh, the dude answer to Frozen, and they did a good job with it. It is, uh, again, one of the things we talked about after watching the movie is that they uh, don't focus this movie on a love story. The love in this movie is all about familial love. Like, they did a really good job highlighting that. There's no, oh, my God, I'm doing this to impress the girl. This is about two brothers, Ian and Barley. I remembered his name today, Ian and Barley that are trying to bring back their father to visit for one day. If you haven't seen the trailer, I highly recommend watching it. I actually highly, highly recommend skipping the trailer and just watching the movie. It's definitely worth it. I think it was really good. Layla, did you like it? I liked it. Was it really fun? It was. Um, I think that uh, some of the highlights of the movie is, yet again, Pixar knocked it out of the park with the fact that it is an absolutely gorgeous film. I think it's pretty. It's... Um, the, the locations are great. The animation is beautiful. The character designs are really, really cool. And what I like about it is they did a good job of taking these fantasy characters and putting them in a real-world setting. Um, this world is set like time has progressed normally in the real world, like us, but instead of being humans, they're all mythical creatures to where now they don't rely on magic any longer and they rely on modern amenities such as the internet, cell phones, uh, electricity, cars, motorcycles. Um, they didn't say anything about airplanes, but I would like think that there's airports around because I would think as much. Yeah, like there aren't like the there aren't really many flying creatures. The one flying creature you do see in the beginning of the movie kind of pissed Layla off, and that was when you see the wild unicorns <laughs> <laughs> running around because they're basically what'd you call them, Layla? You said the she said the unicorns are raccoons because that's basically what they were. Uh, they were digging through the trash. They Yeah, right at the beginning of the movie, they're digging through the trash can. So I thought that was pretty funny. Layla did not find that funny at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all in all, like 
I'd say like character wise, like it was really good. Uh, we we did get the the main three characters in the movie, main four I'd say three and a half, three and a, three and a half characters, yeah. three and a half characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The, the focus of the story is uh, on the younger brother's sixteenth birthday when both boys are of age. Mom was instructed to give them a gift. Uh, uh, yet again, it wouldn't be a Pixar movie if there were both parents. Dad is not in the picture. Dad died of an illness that they never state what it was, but it seemed like it was something bad. Uh, he's not there, but he says to give the boys this gift when they're both uh, 16 or older. And she doesn't even know what it is, goes to the attic to get it, and it's a wizard staff. Come to find out their dad used to dabble in magic because he still believed in it. And Barley, the oldest son, uh, still believes and is a heavy D&D player. They don't call it D&D in this movie, but he is blatantly playing Dungeons and Dragons. And what the cool thing about this version of Dungeons and Dragons is, is it's grounded in the lore of their world. Like this is all based on things that they know have happened in the past or their stories that have been passed down to them. So I thought that was pretty dope. Uh, you meet Ian, who's your typical 16 year old shy, doesn't really know how to talk to his classmates kid played by uh, Tom Holland. And, you think that he's going to be like the nerdy one the entire time. And like, I mean, he really is. But then his brother, Barley, voiced by Chris Pratt, is uh, the really super geek, like I said, playing Dungeons and Dragons. And he wants to like knight his brother into manhood or uh, not knight. Uh, what was the word, Jenny? Like, I don't know. Um... Uh, I can't remember because he like he pulls out the sword and the whole nine. Um, but he... Uh, wanted to do that and it was it's pretty cool to see like the relationship they have because they they're they're close but it doesn't seem like they're overly close to the beginning because of the differences in their personalities and then you have mom who's like the typical badass single parent who's um raising these boys to be the best that they can be and she's doing it like i mean well she does have a boyfriend who's a centaur and a cop which i thought was hilarious uh, he doesn't need to be a mounted cop anymore because he's he's riding himself, I guess. <laughs> but um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That joke was terrible. <laughs> but I hate you. <laughs> anyhow, uh, she's raising the boys, and like it's really cool because you get to see her like doing her morning workout. The and the first time that she's introduced, and like she's. Uh, 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 what was it, a brave warrior, and she's, like, shaking the weights and all that stuff, and that was pretty cool, and, uh, yeah, like, then the, the, the adventure begins shortly after they get the wizard staff. The wizard staff was there, left by their father, because he knew a resurrection spell that would let them bring him back for one full day to meet, uh, to hang with his sons. He didn't get to meet Ian, I guess, from, from what you see in the movie. He got to spend some time with Barley uh, when he was really young, Ian, he never actually got to meet, so he wanted to do the resurrection so he could meet Ian and spend time with both of his boys. And uh, Ian, um, you know, thinks it's kind of bonkers, but Barley tries it, being the guy that plays Dungeons and Dragons, and it backfires. It doesn't work. He tries for what you're assuming is a few hours because, like, the lighting in the area goes from like really bright outside mid afternoon to, to to dark, and doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. And then somehow Ian ends up trying it and it works, but the spell goes awry. And instead of resurrecting their whole dad, this is where the half character comes in. It's just dad from the waist down. 
with like glowing blue energy shooting out of his waist. Layla, up to this part, up to this point in the movie, did you think it was really fun? I did. Are you just going to like answer with two word answers and stuff now? Well, <laughs> that was one word. <laughs> um, but yeah, the adventure starts. They have to go get a map to figure out where the quest starts. And this is where one of my favorite characters in the movie makes her appearance. And that is the Manticore. And like, you're thinking like when you're thinking Manticore, you're thinking badass warrior Manticore. And they show up at the Manticore's tavern, which has basically been turned into a Dave and Buster's meets Chuck E. Cheese. And it's hilarious. Like the, the, go ahead. I'm, I'm sticking with my fan theory that it's low key, the tavern from frozen or from uh, Rapunzel rather. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either, but I want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if you look hard enough, there's probably some elements from from Tangled back there. Uh, but I like I like this character because like when you meet her, well, when they get to the restaurant, it is like I said, it's a typical like there's kids doing coloring work and like people ordering chicken nuggets or whatever they eat, and uh, there's a Manticore mascot walking around. And then when the Manticore finally comes out, it's this hardworking manager woman with her wings pinned back, her hair pinned back, and her tail up, and she's like running around frantic and as some of you know that have worked in customer service that's what you do in these situations um i like manty i like that's what i'm gonna call her i like manty a lot <laughs> i'm gonna call her manty uh layla what'd you think of manty i like was she cool yes and uh the entire point is they they have to get the quest from the manticore just like typical rpg stuff you got to go visit the quest giver but this manticore refuses to cooperate and that's because she sent way too many people to their doom, in her opinion, because they uh, were trying to find quests and stuff. And, you know, too many people couldn't quest properly, so they got killed. <laughs> and uh, she says, you know, of course I have the map that you're looking for because they're looking for a map. It's right up there on that wall, but I'm not going to give it to you. And, of course, y'all know how that goes. Like, it's a Pixar movie, so some stuff pops off. The restaurant ends up catching on fire. <laughs> And uh, they steal the map, and they go on their quest. Actually, the map catches on fire. It did. Good job. The map did catch on fire. Um, Like I said yesterday in our previous recording, they got deleted. I'm trying not to go beat for beat with this movie because I really, really recommend you just watch it yourself. Um, But I, I the, the end, that's the end of Act 1 there is when they meet the, the Manticore, and then Mom finds out what they're doing. Act two is very, very uh, heartfelt if you're paying attention. I do see, I, I see, I've seen tons of people talk about this movie and talk about how it made them cry. None of us cried. We understand why, but none of us really, really cry. Like it's an emotional roller coaster. Like there's some things that make you think about stuff, and especially in you know the isolation of this world we live in right now. It's heartwarming. It's not sad. It's not. It's not like you know, how Up was right. emotionally devastating. And it's not like how Inside Out was, you know, depressing. It's it's not one of those types. Of right. It's definitely Pixar got, movies, it's definitely it, got its heartstring moments, but it's not yeah, like. It's, it's emotional, but it's not sad. Yeah. I don't, I didn't, I didn't really feel the need to cry. No. Well, nope. That's a lie. Oh, yeah. There's one scene yeah, in Act yeah, 2 that yeah, almost yeah, made yeah. me tear up. Guinevere. Yes. What? Guinevere. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, actually, because now I, when I said three and a half characters, I should have said a full four. See, because that's what I thought you meant. Like, I wasn't even thinking dad. I was talking way. dad, but, like, there's actually <laughs> four full characters if you count two halves. Because the other character that I, the other thing that I think is a character in this movie is definitely Barley's Van Guinevere. And when you watch this movie, you'll understand what I mean. That van has a personality all its own. Correct. And it's not a magical creature that, like, is alive and flying around and talking and stuff. The van has enough personality to where you'll understand what I mean watching this movie. And you get attached to the van, very much so. Um, and, I mean, this is, Act 2 is basically all the whimsy and all the Barley's uh, teaching his brother that he can, you know, use other spells. Um, and, Layla, what, what do you, what's your favorite spell that uh, Ian learned? Um, when he lost the question, Invisible Blue. Yeah, I thought that was really fun, too. And that that is kind of a, I think that's a character moment, too. Like, it shows real growth of the character because Ian has to walk across a uh, an invisible trust bridge to um, let his brother across by lowering a bridge. Go ahead, Lila. And it's also between a bottomless pit. Yeah, it's across a big canyon. And uh, he's got a rope tied around his waist. And exactly what you think happens, happens. Halfway through, <laughs> while Ian's dancing around, the rope comes off. And you're like, oh, shit. But he doesn't even realize it until he gets to the other side. And then he starts to freak out a little bit. But on that same note, he goes, wait a minute, I made it. <laughs> like, you know, you can see that look on his face. He doesn't really say it. But you can see that look on his face that he realizes he made it and everything's okay. Uh, you know what? One of my other favorite spells was, too, Layla, was the uh, the growth spell. Oh, yeah. That one's funny. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, He tries to learn a growth spell because they run out of gas. And the gas can that his brother has doesn't have any gas in it because his brother's a typical... I mean, to be blunt, his brother's a typical teenage D&D uh, &D playing loser that doesn't have any money. <laughs> and, um, he figures if he can make the gas can grow, that the gas inside of it will grow too. Which, how are they going to pour it, though? That's the real question. Well, how was they going to pour it into the van? Was it going <laughs> to... Probably fell on top of the van. Unless they wouldn't be able to move it. Right. And then, yeah, how are they going to lift it? That's the other thing. I was going to lift that big old gas can if they grew it. But uh, after that scene, too, is when we meet some of the other mythical creatures. We meet uh, some pixies, which the pixies are some of my favorite characters in this movie because they're a biker gang. Because oh, they don't. Really? Yeah, they were kind of scary and they don't use their wings. They're, and I mean, they're, they're still what you would think a pixie looks like in a Pixar movie. Like they're blue and pink and purple and all that. But they're all wearing like biker leather and like none of them use their wings because like for generations their people haven't used their wings so they can't even fly so that that's pretty cool um we see a goblin at a pawn store which pawn shop which made me really happy that was funny and that was tracy ullman too Jenny. i don't know if you remember the old tracy ullman show <clears throat> but yeah uh there there's a, the other thing that i like too is this i mean it's a pixar movie it's a disney movie so of course but this movie had a stellar cast uh, uh, it had a really good, it had really good actors, Layla. Um, the mom was voiced by Julia Louis Dreyfus. The manicure was voiced by uh, Octavia Spencer. Um, the boys, like I said, are Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Um, the goblin, like I said, was Tracy Ullman, and they're just like a bunch of big name actors in this movie. Don't forget the manticore. The manticore, yeah, it's Octavia Spencer. I said that. So I, I think that leads to how awesome it was 
I mean, and and just the overall story was really, really good. Um, act two was, again, pretty much the fight and folly act where they're dealing with uh, getting through the traps and the mazes and the, the labyrinth that is the uh, town to get to what they're looking for is called a phoenix gym. Um, used for resurrection because they need a new one to resurrect the second half of their dad. Um, and yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool, and it's also about the relationship of the two brothers. And I think that's the highlight, and that's one of the things that people really need to take away from this movie is it's about the relationship between the family, and they did such a good job of highlighting that and showing that really, really well. Um, Layla, anything that I missed in Act Two that you really liked? Was there maybe giant food? No. You don't remember the giant Cheeto? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, there was a gi they used a giant Cheeto as a raft, which was pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, that's also showing you that Ian starts to learn how to control his magic a little bit more, which was really cool. Uh, the other thing I think is funny is they've got their dad on one of those extendable leashes the entire time. <laughs> the, ones that, the ones that you make fun of people for putting on their kids? Yes, the ones that I make fun <laughs> of for putting on leashes. Don't leash your kids. Don't leash your kids. If your kid is a disembodied pair of legs, then put a leash on them. That's acceptable. And, I mean, at that point, I'm going to run anyhow, so I'm not going to question you for having your kid on a leash. But, I mean, this makes sense for this particular instance. And... Uh, yeah, actually, they're being chased by the pixie bikers, too, because they thought Dad was trying to get into a fight with them. I thought that was pretty funny. Because, <clears throat> because Ian made a second half of him out of a jacket and... Oh, yeah, the, the, the jacket, the vest, the hoodie, some sunglasses, and a baseball cap. <laughs> and it's just like this stuffed upper half of his dad that... <laughs> keeps moving around and it, it kind of keeps like giving people the side eye even though he can't <laughs> so that was pretty funny uh the third act is all about uh, being your own person and going your own way i think that's the best way to sum it up uh this is going to be significantly shorter than yesterday because we got we flew through it really fast okay. <clears throat> but yeah the third act is about just discovering who you are um and and uh walk in your own path. And I, I like that because it gives you the uh, personalities of both boys, which was really cool to see. And they did a good job animating that. And the big standout character in this movie that I don't think is getting enough love is the mother. Because this all movie, in my opinion, also shows the lengths a mother will go to protect her children and make sure her children get what they need in life. And this mom was willing to go to hell and back almost literally to make sure that her kids were safe. And they did a good job of showing that in this movie and spoiler alert, they did not kill her. That was awesome. I really thought they were going to in the end. It seemed like they were going to. That's why I thought everybody cried. And then they didn't. I, didn't. I thought they were because it's Pixar. <laughs> um, I will say there, there's a little bit of controversy surrounding this movie too, for some people. Um, I did see, I saw Morgan post uh, a, a link about a woman complaining about the witchcraft, but I mean, whatever, that's neither here nor there. The witchcraft, because they use magic and stuff, but you'll understand when you're older. I'll explain that to you. But um, 
I mean, it's a fantasy movie for one. Like, and if this that person that was complaining let their kids watch anything else on Disney, then they should just get rid of Disney Plus altogether. I bet those kids watch Star Wars too. I bet they do. I hope they do. I know. And then, um, well, the big controversy behind this is because of a throwaway line from a cop for what two seconds, Jeannie? Because a female cop, Cyclops, mind you, says she has a girlfriend, and oh, I know how my girlfriend's kids are. Oh, no. And like people lost their minds about that. That was all over the internet when the movie first came out. Right. See, my my eight year old knows that you shouldn't lose your mind about that because she knows love is love. Anyhow. It's a two-second line that does not affect the story at all, and it doesn't hurt anything, and it's not forced. It was actually a very organic line. Like, it worked out well, and people were complaining. I do think we need to champion it. It was really cool that they added that little, little bit in and that you see that this is, like, commonplace everywhere, including in this fantasy world. That was pretty dope, but, like, shut up. <laughs> to be blunt, if you don't like it because of that, move on. Never look at a TV again. But, I mean, I know there's that crowd. They're, they're forcing this on our children. No, they're not. They're, nobody's forcing anything on anybody. But if she said her boyfriend, you wouldn't say they were forcing that on your kids. So grow up. That That's my takeaway from that part. <laughs> all in all, I'd say this movie was uh, spectacular. The final boss fight, which we, we spoiled yesterday. I don't think we're going to spoil today. We are going to say it was super scary, because it was, yet somehow cute at the same time. <laughs> kind of like Bebo from Legends of Tomorrow, for those of y'all that watch that show. Super scary, but really cute. <laughs> right, Layla? You have to talk. They can't see you shaking They can't see you nod. <laughs> this is audio. <clears throat> so, yeah, this is Layla's first official podcast now. Mm-hmm. I Yay! think you did a great job. Good job, Layla. Thank you, everybody, for supporting and saying that you wanted to hear Layla talk. I know she didn't talk a whole lot on this, but we'll come back. We uh, have to watch rewatch Sonic the Hedgehog. Shut up. <laughs> we have to rewatch Sonic the Hedgehog, and uh, Layla and I can do a review of that later. We can review some of the books Layla's reading. We just got her on the Hoopla app on her tablet, so she can... Read some books and talk about those. Like, I need a new butt. <laughs> she did just read I Need a New Butt. It's really funny. <laughs> and she read Chicken Butt and Pete the Cat. She just read those three books right before we started reading this, well, recording this, rather. <clears throat> all in all, I'd say um, great movie. I highly recommend it. Watch it with your kids. If you don't got kids, watch this movie. Actually, we know a lot of people that don't have kids that watch it and loved it. Uh, let's see here. Rating out of 10. Layla, what do you give it? Ten and a half out of ten, Jeannie. An eight. An eight. I'd say about an eight and a half, um, because of the. I gave it more than you could. Yes, Layla gave it higher than the score. Um, you know the one thing that this was missing to me is that like I mean it had a great score, but I feel like it was missing that epic punch of like a really cool soundtrack. I agree, and it should have had a really cool soundtrack. Right, like this for the for this to be this type of movie. It should have had like really awesome battle music and stuff, and we didn't really get that. We got we got a score, which is again a good score, but I mean like But especially like with the van and all this going on, it set the stage for a really epic soundtrack that just wasn't. Yeah, we didn't get it. We got two songs. I got one song. 
Were there two songs? There were only two songs in it, were there? Yeah, they're all in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah. It, it could be, it could, could it have been better? Yes, absolutely. Could it have been a hell of a lot worse? Absolutely. Uh, actually, you know what? We're probably going to rent Trolls World Tour sometime soon. Yeah. We can review that. Mm -hmm. Mommy will review with us, Layla. Yes, after we watch Trolls, we'll all review. Yay. <laughs> and I think that's a... Uh, that's it. I mean, we got some more. We got some adult movies that Jeannie and I need to watch. Accurate. And come back and talk about. Um, what else? Well, we didn't do Terminator yet. We didn't do Zombieland 2 yet. We'll also need to find another horrific docuseries of some kind. Oh, God, yes. Actually, there's another episode of Tiger King oh, that we, we haven't watched yet. And we'll Jeannie and I need to watch that. And we'll come back with Tiger King by the Tail Part 3. Since apparently you guys like Part 1 better because her and I both did it. So... So we'll come back and do part three of that and talk they about it. Me. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. It's my podcast, damn it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's now the Layla show, even though she's in the background. Everybody's going to love the kid. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, there is one big shout out I have to give some of you that are what, uh, listening to this on Spotify or on uh, Anchor. You can actually see I have a new logo, new cover art there. That was done by The Flock Productions. If you guys need any graphic design or web design work done, go to theflockproductions.com. These guys will get you set up real quick. They're willing to listen to you. They do great work. They do quick work. And they are all about feedback. So make sure you tell them what you want, how you want it done, and they will get that done for you. I guarantee that you guys will love their work. I mean, look at my logo. It's awesome. It is essentially a microphone power coin. And if that don't scream David Jackson, I don't know what does. <laughs> Hmm? Oh, yep, yeah, yep. The Flock, <laughs> the Flock Productions uh, team that did my logo was Anthony Pratt, Corey. Oh, God, I'm drawing a blank, really? <laughs> he he going to so kill me. Corey Lewis. I don't know how I forgot that. I was going to say, I knew it, but I was going to let you hang there. Yeah, Anthony Pratt and Corey <laughs> Lewis. Uh, looked them up on Instagram as well. The Mr. Mallard and Chorus Corner. Um, as well as the Flock Productions Instagram, too. Check that out. Um, yeah, guys, they do good work. They did they did that logo in, like, four days for me. Like, And I know it's, like, super basic, but they listened to everything I had to say about it, and they did exactly what I wanted. So any work that you guys need done, they'll do it for you. They're actually working on a couple of projects for other people right now, and some web design for some people. So as soon as those roll out, they'll be up on their website, and you can see them. So be sure to check us out. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Facebook.com slash PerceptionBlurred. Instagram.com slash PerceptionBlurred. And, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back soon with another review, probably of Tiger King again this time, or uh, something else. Maybe if Layla watches something and wants to talk about it, we can record that. We got plenty of time, as the world's still not going to open for another couple of weeks. So <laughs> check us out. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. One love. Be good to each other. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And wash your hands.